When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So 028 It was a monumental night last night, uh, evening and into the night at Westminster but we're spoilt for choice I suppose when it comes to drama at Westminster these days. The slightly worrying thing is people don't seem to know what they're doing. Uh, let me speak to uh, John Tong who's an expert in the field and uh, very much a university boffin from uh, Manchester and uh, John keeping a very watchful eye on, on, on all of this. Uh, John good morning. Good morning John. Good morning. I've got you. I've Hello. got you loudly and clearly at uh, this moment in time. Uh, John, we're looking here at this announcement from uh, the UK government that's saying that there'd be no tariffs on goods coming into Northern Ireland from the Republic, but there will be uh, tariffs uh, if the goods are going from the Republic to other parts of the UK. Um, it sounds a bit like a smuggler's paradise. It's one of the certainly one of the issues locally that we're we're looking at, but we're also shaping up for an exceptionally busy day today, where no deal. And this is in the event of a no deal, of course, where no deal will either be on the table or off the table. Yeah, that's right. I think in terms of the parliamentary vote tonight, it's 99.9 percent certain that that Westminster will vote. Um, to take no deal off the table. Uh, that is going to happen. There's very few MPs who want to actually have a Brexit involving no deal. So that, though, is the easy part. You know, Parliament can, can pass by 650 votes to zero uh, resolutions saying that no, a no deal Brexit uh, is not possible. But if there isn't a deal on the table, uh, and we're only, you know, not a couple of weeks away from the 29th of March when we're supposed to depart the European Union, uh, then we still have a major problem. Parliament cannot magic away a no-deal scenario if the only deal that is on offer has been rejected, as it was so overwhelmingly yet again last night, 149-vote humiliation for Theresa May. What's almost certain to happen then, after tonight's vote, is an, another vote the following day in which we, we request a, a departure, a delayed departure, uh, from the European Union. I think the European Union will give us a delay, but only until the 24th of May. After that, we would have to participate in European elections. So, you know, the exits are not yet blocked, but nonetheless, that there are problems in terms of, you know, each, each method of advancing this situation forward. The DUP arguing you've got to keep no deal on the table as an option or you lose your bargaining chips on the on the race down to the race down to the wire. Other people seriously worried that if no deal 
is the final outcome. It could be a disaster for the economy. From your professional perspective, where's the, where's the wisdom in those two arguments? Well, it is a negotiating tactic to keep all options on the table. So I understand that in terms of the DUP, and the DUP does negotiate hard, but there's no sign whatsoever that the EU is going to blink on this. Um, Where is the evidence that the EU might... Uh, actually fold on this. The, the EU's clung to the idea that the withdrawal agreement simply cannot be reopened and, and Geoffrey Cox, the Attorney General, made it pretty clear in his statement yesterday that Theresa May had not achieved much with her uh, futile mission uh, to, Tras- to Strasbourg to try and get changes to the EU withdrawal agreement. It, it's, not, it's not easy. It, it's, uh, whilst the DUP is very tough in, in terms of negotiations with, with other parties, here you're talking about 27 other EU member states of which the EU Commission represents their collective will. So you, you can't simply unpick deals. And yes, it's true, from a DUP perspective, the EU does not want no deal. It would cost the EU a lot of money. If we walk away without a deal, straight away there's a potentially 39 billion hole in the EU's budget. But the EU can, can uh, sustain such hits. So the EU holds most of the cards. Unfortunately, the UK does not hold most of the cards in this situation. Now, John, like you're a professor of politics. You're at the University of Liverpool. You're listening to students. You're listening to other boffins. You're listening uh, to the community there. Do, do, do they understand why Northern Ireland is so central to this? And do they have any grasp of how people in Northern Ireland, especially border people, uh, feel about it? And indeed, people on the southern side of the border. I think on, on this side of the water, I, th- I think that the, there is a realisation uh, of the seriousness of this for Northern Ireland. The problem is it's come to over two years too late. Uh, it, it should have been front, uh, right and centre during the referendum itself. It's, you know, in, in fairness to the Prime Minister, uh, this heavily criticised Prime Minister we have, Theresa May was one of the few people who joined the referendum campaign, highlighted the, diffi- highlighted the sensitivities of the border and the problems that would come if one side of the fence was outside the European Union whilst the other remained in it. Um, and her words have, have many ways come back, come back to haunt her. So I think there is a recognition. I think there is general goodwill. No one really wants... Uh, a return to a hard border. And even, suppose, the hardline Brexiteers, like the DUP, don't really want a, a no-deal departure from the EU. But the problem is, we're getting so close to the, to the day of departure now, and it's still close, even if we manage to delay it for, for two months, which has to be approved by the EU 27 member states, that we have to have some sort of agreement over what the alternative to no-deal is. We're, we're no further on from that than we were a couple of years ago. There's this vague talk about a Norway Plus in which we will remain aligned to the EU customs union and, and EU single market, which we, we Brexit light. But it's completely underdeveloped as a proposal. There's no agreement from the European Economic Area that would be allowed to uh, proceed with that. And so th- th- there is a real risk that the default scenario of we simply leave without a deal will actually happen. And I don't think that that's the majority will by any means of the people of Northern Ireland. Um, All the survey evidence suggests that people in Northern Ireland want to deal. Why? Because, you know, you highlighted the tariffs issue in your introduction. There are very serious implications in terms of cross-border trade. There's potentially serious implications in terms of some people's uh, employment, uh, levels of subsidy, you name it, Northern Ireland is affected by it. It's by far the part of the UK that is most directly affected by what 
uh, is going to take place. Do you think that tariffs system could work? You're depending on people to be incredibly honest, aren't you? If you're able to have no tariffs going from Dundalk to Newry, uh, tariffs going from Dundalk to Wales, but uh, no tariffs going from Dundalk to uh, Newry, which is another part of the United Kingdom. That just opens a, a doorway to, to, to smuggling, doesn't it? Potentially, yes. I mean, but first of all, I mean, the government had to announce that there would be no tariffs on goods going across the border on the Isle of Ireland because it would be catastrophic. I mean, the moment you introduce tariffs, you guarantee that there has to be a customs regime at or near the border. I know that people say that a lot of this can be done online, you can pay tariffs online, but we're not there yet with the technology. Advances are being made in, in terms of the technology and the collection of those tariffs. So what the government has announced this morning really is, is the bare minimum. In terms of, of passing on stuff, for, you know, uh, coming from the Irish Republic uh, into Northern Ireland and then passed on to the rest of, of GB, yeah, I mean, there is an element of trust there. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure how that is actually going to operate. Here, here it, it's always been part of the problem because the reason that Brexiteers, including the DUP, have been opposed to the EU with, withdrawal agreement is because of this border in the Irish Sea that goods going from Great Britain to Northern Ireland heading for the EU single market will be subject to checks at Northern Ireland's ports and airports and that's unacceptable for, from a DUP perspective because it, it drives a, it puts a dividing line between Great Britain uh, and Northern Ireland uh, and that's, you know, therein lies the problem. If you've got a European Union single market, the frontier of which is the border on the island of Ireland, then the, this is the sort of, these are the sort of issues that you have to deal with. So there's no simple solutions, but I think, I think the first thing, above all, what Parliament's got to do is stop voting things down and start voting things in, uh, in terms of dealing with, with this issue. We need much, much clearer, a much clearer outline of what deal can be passed by Parliament. And that includes the DUP, it includes the Labour Party, and it includes many Conservatives. What deal do you actually want? Um, because otherwise, if Parliament cannot agree, then I do think the prospect of a second referendum, uh, just throwing it back to the people, which frankly in many ways is an outrageous move, it's because Parliament can't decide, but I think the prospect of a second referendum uh, does loom larger. But that would need an extension to our delay in departure way beyond the 24th of May, you can't organise a, a second referendum, even if it was agreed by Parliament. Um, you can't organise a second referendum within two months. You'd need six months. So we'd have to ask the EU for an extension for a year, um, which it's far from clear that that would necessarily be forthcoming. We're certainly in some quagmire at the moment. Really appreciate your time, uh, John. Thank you very much uh, indeed. Uh, uh, John Tong uh, with us again this morning, Professor of Politics from the University of uh, Liverpool. Now, to get a a full understanding indeed of what they are planning in the event of a a no-deal Brexit, I'm going to speak to uh, economist Paul Gosling here on the programme in just a second. What will this suggestion in the event of a no-deal Brexit it really mean with regards to tariffs at the border for goods coming from the Republic into Northern Ireland and those tariffs being different or non-existent indeed in Northern Ireland but very uh, obvious and existing if going from the Republic of Ireland to the rest of the the UK. Is it a form of border down the Irish uh, Sea? Is that that possibly uh, one way of describing it? Uh, Paul Gosling is an economist who knows about these things. Paul, good morning. 
Good morning, Frank. Uh, Paul, what do you make of this suggestion from the UK government that there would be no tariffs from the Republic of Ireland into Northern Ireland, but there would be tariffs from the Republic of Ireland into other parts of the UK in the event of a no deal? Well, we're beginning to feel uh, basically the, the, the pain of uh, World Trade Organization rules uh, because the EU, if we, as and when we are outside of the European Union, as and when we're outside of the customs union in the single market, the EU has to treat us the same way that it would treat any other advanced nation. And that means that if it's got tariffs on products, then those tariffs have to apply to us. It then becomes our choice whether to do the same. And clearly the UK government has decided that that would create significant inflation, particularly on food items, so it can't do the same. But basically, it does mean really significant challenges for the agri-food sector within Northern Ireland. So would there be tariffs going north to south? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, no, uh, well, yes, the word basically. So it means that the agri-food sector uh, becomes less competitive when it's exporting. So uh, that could be significant difficulties for those businesses. And remember, in Ireland, we've got a lot of businesses that have some productive facilities one side of the border, some productive facilities the other side of the border. You have these processes where some things are done on one side, some things on another. Particularly within the dairy sector, it's unclear to me how those will operate. But in terms of finished goods, yeah. It means that basically agri-food businesses will face significant competitive cost disadvantages in terms of exporting into the Republic of Ireland and elsewhere in the EU. So if we go back to the person who's moving their goods from the Republic of Ireland into the UK, they have to pay tariffs going into the UK with regards to England, Scotland and Wales. But if you're moving it from the Republic of Ireland into Northern Ireland, there are no tariffs. Does Northern Ireland not become some sort of smuggling doorway? Uh, just, to, just to interrupt, Frank, that, that, that wasn't my understanding of what the UK government was saying. My understanding was that they were not going to impose tariffs on food items unless I have misunderstood. And obviously, I haven't had a chance to, to read through items uh, at length as yet. But it does mean that items that we are exporting will be subject to EU tariffs as they reach their destination. Yes, but it, for, for tariffs to be different... In, the, uh, in Northern Ireland than in other parts of the United Kingdom, regardless of what the product is. Is, is that not some sort of smuggling franchise? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, it is. That's right. Yes. I mean, if we're not talking about food items, yes, exactly that. Um, basically, uh, it does create opportunities. There will have to be border checks between Northern Ireland and Great Britain, um, as indeed there are on some items already with uh, animal products, for example. So, yeah, it is actually exactly what the DUP did not want to happen. Yet, no, the DUP hold on to this and they're going to vote today to keep no deal as an option, as a, as, as a bargaining, as a bargaining chip. Is, is, that, is that clever or is that in some way reckless? I mean, to be honest, if you're asking me to be absolutely blunt about this, I think the DUP's political strategy all the way through this has been reckless because this was pretty well obvious that we would uh, we would reach a situation that was damaging to the DUP's interests in terms of protecting the uh, integration, the integrity of the United Kingdom all the way through. And I have never understood their tactic of supporting Brexit because that was always going to create tensions and it was obvious that it was going to create uh, significant practical difficulties in terms of how one dealt with the border. And you do always come back to this problem that if you're not inside the single market, then there has to be a, a, a controlled border at some point, either within Ireland or between the island of Ireland and Great Britain. So, yeah, I do think the DUP have played this very badly indeed politically. Yeah, just in relation to how we're reading what their UK government is saying they, with regards to food, as you mentioned, uh, Irish goods entering the Northern Ireland market will not face tariffs in a no-deal Brexit. However, Irish products entering the rest of the UK would face high tariffs on a range of food products. Right, yes, okay. You've, you've, you've got more detail there than I've got in front of me, so apologies for that. Yeah, so that makes it more of a dilemma for, for farmers in particular? Well, I mean, the, the, the agri-food sector, I mean, clearly is going to face significant difficulties in Northern Ireland, not least because, as I understand it, there will be tariffs on items going from Northern Ireland into the Republic so uh, and to, to the rest of the EU. It does make uh, the Northern Ireland food sector face significant difficulties, I think, Frank. It is a vital day today, isn't it, with regards to this vote on whether no deal is retained as an option. How do you see it playing out today? I'm not sure that actually today's vote necessarily matters that much. Yeah, I mean, it may well be that we now get uh, the... Today we get No Deal uh, supposedly ruled off the table. Tomorrow there will be the request for the extension of Article 50, which may well be passed through the the House of Commons. But actually, it then becomes up to the European Union. And the question is, is it in the the interest of all the EU 27 member states to, to have an extension of Article 50? Because unless there is a clear objective from extending Article 50, it's not clear why the EU 27 would support it. So I I don't think that either today or tomorrow resolves very much. It just extends the the, the, the nightmare of uncertainty, really. Adds to the crisis. Uh, Paul, good speaking to you. Really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Paul Gosling, The Economist. Uh, Now, Ivor Ferguson is with the Ulster Farmers Union. Uh, Ivor, good morning. Uh, g- g- yes. Good morning, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for uh, joining us, uh, Ivor, this morning on the program. Um, h- how do you read what you're hearing this morning from the UK government in relation to tariffs in the event of a No Deal Brexit? 
Well, if, uh, it really is a disaster for farmers. I mean, we in the Ulster Farmers Union have always said that a no-deal situation was was a, a major issue for, for farmers uh, in the UK and especially for Northern Ireland because, you know, 75% of the product that we produce in Northern Ireland leaves Northern Ireland. So, I mean, this situation um, puts us at a great disadvantage. You know, no tariffs applied from south coming to north and yet we will face tariffs going the opposite way. So it puts us uh, really at a major disadvantage. And this is something always new anyway. You'll be lobbying the DUP. Certainly your members would be lobbying the, the DUP. Are they, are they listening? Are they listening to you? Because they're clearly saying this morning that no deal has to be kept on the table today. Well, I mean, as, as regards, I mean, we're not um, um, lobbying any particular uh, uh, politicians on their own. We speak to all the politicians. Yeah, but they're the only ones with any say over it, Westminster. Um, uh, well, uh, all Brexiteer politicians, and there's a lot more Brexiteer politicians in the DUP, and, I mean, all Brexiteer politicians have voted against the... the, the um, the Prime Minister's deal, and I mean, we have always said that the Prime Minister's deal—it was the only deal on the table. Uh, it was the only deal, the only op- the only option was a no deal, and we all know that that was a disaster. And this is just, this is just something that we have always warned about. I mean, it's it's just dem- been demonstrated today that we as farmers are at a massive disadvantage in a no deal situation. So many farmers, however, here did actually vote to leave the European Union. They're still keen to leave the, the European Union, but not in a no-deal context. Is, 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 is that the best way to describe it? No, I couldn't agree with that. Um, there's no, there's, there the never was a poll for Northern Ireland farmers, so there's no figures to, to, to demonstrate that Northern Ireland farmers uh, certainly wanted to leave the EU. Uh, I, in our executive committee, we, we um, certainly voted for the Prime Minister's deal, and that has always been our position. And indeed, all the agri-food businesses in Northern Ireland voted the same way, and uh, and the other unions, England, Scotland, Wales, who um, uh, we work very closely with, we have always stated loud and clearly that a no deal would be a disaster for us as farmers and in, and, and also the agri-food business in total. So maybe for, for people listening, you could explain in ordinary Joe and Josephine terminology. If Irish goods from the Republic of Ireland, obviously, entering the Northern Ireland market, do not face tariffs in this no deal Brexit, Irish products entering the rest of the UK would face high tariffs on a range of food products. The details, these details are contained basically in this new New Deal Brexit scenario plan that's published by the government. Where do the farmers in Northern Ireland suffer from that? what What is it that happens that causes a real problem for farmers in Northern Ireland if the tariffs are different coming into Northern Ireland than they are going into the UK from the Republic? Well, Ireland is a small place, as you know, and if if uh, southern farmers with their beef or whatever faces tariffs going in through Holyhead into into mainland GB, uh, and there's a drop in the price of uh, any agricultural products from southern Ireland, such as beef, you can rest assured that that will have a direct impact on the price in Northern Ireland. You know th- that would be that would be the first thing. The other thing is because. Because we can't send our products, such as lamb, into Southern Ireland uh, uh, without facing these massive um, uh, um, tariffs, 
which is around 35 to 40 pounds sterling per lamb. Well, obviously the price of lamb here in Northern Ireland will, will, will you know, will just crash. So, I mean, no matter what way we look at it, you know, we as farmers in Northern Ireland are facing serious implications by this regime. So a no-deal Brexit, in your words, would be a disaster for Northern Irish farmers? A no-deal um, a, 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 a no deal situation is, a, is a, certainly is a disaster, and it's something that we have always maintained from the word go in the Ulster Farmers' Union. Uh, we have always said, along with the agri-food businesses and the other farmers' unions uh, in the United Kingdom, we've always maintained that a no-deal would be catastrophic for Northern Ireland farmers. Ultimately, it's not going to be good for Southern farmers either, so the Europeans don't want no-deal. Is there a possibility that the brinkmanship from the DUP could be very strong wrong and maybe they are the people to listen to, keep it on the table and at the very last minute the Europeans uh, encouraged by the Irish might make some sort of move that gets gets everyone off the hook? Well, I mean, we, we as an Ulster Farmers Union don't get involved in politics in any one way. What I mean, as far as the facts are concerned, it doesn't look as if there's going to be any change in the situation here from either the EU or either from Westminster at this present time. So, like, as we just have to face the facts as what they're like today, as what they are today, and that's a, that's a bleak out for, uh, outlook out for us for us at the moment. And just one final question, Ivor: Would you be concerned about the emergence of smuggling if there if there are two separate systems? Well. There's no doubt about it. Um, smuggling has always been something that has happened on that border. And, I mean, the only way to um, to stop the smuggling is to make sure there's no difference in prices on either side. So in a situation which lends itself to a range of prices, north or south, you know, that will encourage uh, the smugglers. And, I mean, they will be the only people that will benefit from that situation. Okay, Ivor, very informative. Thank you very much indeed. Ivor Ferguson giving the farmer's perspective on what is a very important day as part of a very important week when it comes to the economy and political environment of this part of the world. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.